6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Well, it was on this day five years ago that the beast exploded in Fort McMurray. It had been simmering and spreading for the couple of days prior, but uh, right around this time, five years ago, that massive fire uh, just started traveling through the community of Fort McMurray, forcing 88,000 people out of their homes looking for a safe place to stay if um, I know you know none of us will forget that day and certainly our next guest could never forget that day Melissa Blake was the mayor of uh, the municipality of Wood Buffalo at that time Melissa welcome to the show well hi and thank you so much for that um, you know what, Melissa, I've, I've got to ask you, on, on, on these days when these anniversaries tick by, you know, year one, year two, now year five, where's your head at with, with what you remember of that day? Well, what you remember specifically on that day is uh, the horror and shock and dismay that would unfold in the days ahead. And, of course, that transpires a little bit longer past the event itself. But there was also, at the same time, an incredible welcoming support that came through in every community that people from with Buffalo who were fleeing faced. And I think that's the, the most heartening thing that I will remember from that very difficult time. You know, Melissa, I was reading back today on uh, some of the reflections of of those first few days, you know, May 1st, May 2nd, what was happening, May 3rd, you know, that it was fairly, uh, you know, a, a pretty much a clear day, and then, uh, then all hell broke loose uh, a few hours afterwards. That day itself, leading up to it, or, you know, in the days leading up to May 3rd, um, your thought about how things were being done, how things were being handled. I mean, I don't think anything could have prepared um, you or your team for what happened on May 3rd in the afternoon. Well, I would suggest strongly that prior to that, we had been in close contact with our uh, Regional Emergency Operations Centre where we brought in all kinds of partners in in the zone. We had evacuated one of the neighbourhoods to the south of the city because uh, they had certainly more imminent danger than anybody else. But frankly, we in this region have wildfires of a commonplace experience and nobody was really giving it a lot of deep thinking, I don't think, save for the folks that were in the operations centre. So we were very close uh, towards uh, the May 3rd date to sending people back into their their homes and at the same time the weather shifted uh, a little bit more wind a whole lot more rapid uh, fire spreading and for the first time I saw flames in our community and I'd never seen that with a wildfire before because they always stayed on the outskirts. They always had uh, better control and and, uh, tempering, I think, of those things that would happen. This time it was real and it was really close and it just got closer and closer until it consumed. I think, you know, when we you, you look at that river, the Athabasca River there, it's, uh, you know, we thought that that was going to be a, a really strong and powerful fire break, right? I mean, that's a, that's a, that, that river is more than a, a kilometer wide. Like, how can it jump? And then it jumped. And, oh, boy, that afternoon when people were, were told to evacuate, um, I, I can't imagine um, the feeling that you must have been going through, that that must have been all-consuming at that time, um, trying to get your community 
um, evacuated safely. Well, interestingly, of course, I had a viewpoint from the city offices downtown, which were looking over the absent hill. And it's one of the neighborhoods that was certainly one of the hardest hit. And I could literally see the smoke from behind the hill projecting with what we had announced at our 10 a.m. news conference, that you would see it, um, that we should be able to contain it, etc. But then you could see the flames at the top of that hill, and I could actually see it as late, late afternoon coming over the hill. But the most disturbing thing was looking at the people coming down Abbasant Hill. I could see the one road we had out of that zone bumper to bumper of people trying to get out at the same time as we had the evacuation coming from other parts of the city cluttering the highway so they couldn't move and I I stared with disbelief thinking that people were perishing at the end of that line coming out of Abbasand. Yeah, I just you're talking about it, and it's giving me goosebumps uh, five years later. My goodness, um, it's it's amazing. It's amazing that so many people. That you know, we there was the one the the head-on accident, and two people died. Uh, but it's amazing that 88,000 people got out of that community alive on that day. Without question, it was a miracle in my in my mind. That's the only thing that could explain how people who didn't even have vehicles were making it out of the community. Everybody just pulled together and made it happen. And I just have never been so proud to see that safety orientation that people had coming to fruition in the most challenging, horrific experiences that people might have had. And honestly, as I say, when you pair that with the incredible support that we got down the road, literally, um, it just it brought about the first phase that you see in any disaster that 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 start with the honeymoon phase and we were you know really grateful for everything that came and of course then there's the next part where you have to rebuild and recover yeah yeah Mel- melissa i'm i'm curious and melissa blake joining us this afternoon the for the former mayor of uh the municipality of, of wood buffalo um actually i think there's the longest serving mayor as 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 well um in that in that region melissa when did you leave that day where did you go uh, I was in the office until about 5.15. There were about five of us left there, the CEO at the time, and myself and my executive assistant and two other people. And at that point, they were literally pushing us out the door. Uh, and yeah. when I got into my car and I headed north to where my home was up in the Timberley area, um, knowing everything I knew about what I thought was happening with the traffic backup and the lives it was costing us. When I got home, it was still like a regular day, and my husband <laughs> didn't really mm. feel like moving because he hadn't been ordered to evacuate yet. So I said, son and husband, we are evacuating, like it or not. So get ready, let's go. And at that moment, I had to shift from uh, what was the mayor's position of, I think captains go down with the ship, maybe I should go down with the yeah. city, but to the safety of my family, just like everybody else. And so once I got to connected to them there's no way i was going to let them go <laughs> the, the timberley community if i remember as well suffered quite a bit of of damage what was it like when you came back to the community well, I got to come back a couple of times. First, uh, at the beginning of the disaster, where you could actually still see the, the immense damage. And then at the first week before we were coming back to the community, I had another tour with the Premier, I believe. And yeah. at that point, you could see the dangers that still existed with the down power lines and so on. And we knew our citizens were getting so frustrated being kept out of the community, but it really was for safety and nothing else. So when we did come back, finally, it was back to the, oh, my God, I can't believe they just did that. This was the first responders, our police and our firefighters, and I'm sure Forrester is up there too, but we have an overpass at the bottom of the hill when you first come to town. They have the trucks parked, they have the big flags blazing, and 
literally that's the first time I broke down. <laughs> it was such an immense relief to be home and to be, you know, really feeling the spirit that came out of the people who gave the most for this. When you when you look you you look at what that community of of yours has gone through over the years and you were you know at the the front you know the you look at the really the the boom um, you know the oil boom through everything and then this 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 unbelievable fire then we've had floods we look at COVID right now. What is it about Fort McMurray? What is it about the resilience of the folks there that just you know? just continue to get it done well i've always told people who are curious about us that uh, we're folks who come from other places we converge on this community for the opportunity that it brings and the people who come and the people who stay they're not shrinking wallflowers these are people who are going to stretch and grow in the sun and just be the best they can be and you see that time and again in the community whether it's their giving spirit for any of the um uh, causes like united way or whatever if it's the job that they're doing and they excel they excel in what they're doing i just think it's a spirit that they come with that you don't find as commonplace elsewhere so when you try that hard to make your life a success you're not going to let anything bring you down as a failure so i think that we're just we're driven to succeed no matter what challenges come our way melissa do you ever do you ever look back and second guess any of the decisions that were made um it's really a difficult thing to do because the situation is changing just about daily so Things that would have existed under normal circumstances for development, we, when we encountered a challenge somebody was having, we'd throw it out the window and we'd start again. And we'd try to make things right for the people that were hurting the most, of course. So just regrettable decisions. Um, I think the only thing is knowing that we could have built back better and didn't in some yeah. respects. Um, it, it makes sense not to have, you know, very flammable roofing materials or things in your yard. And yet still you can go into these zones and see that people are, are guilty of that. My own backyard, I'm guilty. I've got these big spruce trees in it. Mm. Just nothing like a fire magnet. And yet we just haven't taken that seriously. Yeah, and I've heard, uh, you know, Don Scott talk about the Fire Smart program. And I actually had Mike Flanagan from the U of A on, um, you know, who's a fire expert talking about that Fire Smart program and about how important that is and, and how that has been implemented in Fort McMurray. But even, you know, said not everyone, um, you know, you, you get to it sooner or later. Maybe you don't think it's ever going to happen again, but all really important things to remember. Before I let you go, Melissa, um, your thoughts on the outpouring of support from other Albertans and Canadians in the weeks and months after? I am absolutely unequivocally grateful uh, beyond belief. Even to this day, it's so easy to reflect on the negative, and yet I started with that today. I can't help thinking about how incredible people were in terms of their support. And you will always have my gratitude and the gratitude of everybody who remembers those days and those incredible kindnesses that were extended along the way. I think Canadians are just awesome darn people <laughs> yeah it was it was really something else to see how people came together and we talk about alberta strong it certainly it certainly was in the uh, in the days weeks months after uh fort mcmurray melissa blake joining us this afternoon thank you for taking the time for sharing your thoughts on this the fifth anniversary i appreciate your time well thank you